Coming up on this episode of Don't Panic, we begin by discussing the dangers of silverfish and the new internet acronyms you need to know. Then we jump into the week's tech news, including the saving of SoundCloud, the danger of Microsoft Surface, and so much more. Stick around, it's Don't Panic, and it's going to start for you right now. This is Don't Panic, episode number 172, recorded August 14th, 2017, Surface Tension. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of Don't Panic, the show we certify to be 100% Nazi-free, our commitment to you, the customer. I'm Sean Jennings, joined, as always, by my one and only co-host, the man who's been here since day one and is truly committed to this program and and, and your enjoyment of it, Mr. Colby Rabideau. It's true. Um, I can I can also confirm that we're 100% Nazi-free. Is that what you said? Nazi-free? <laughs> I said, I said Nazi full or full of oh, Nazis. No. Oh, Whoops, no. you got to listen, oh, Colby. No. Big difference. No. Big difference. Although I do feel, I, duped. I do feel like, and, and no slight to us, but I feel like seeing you, me, and Dan together, like, it's not the great, you know, we're not the most diverse group, but I think we're diverse in spirit. Well, I mean, there are there are there are other there are other ways you can be diverse, right? Like, we just have to be creative about yeah. it. I mean, we're all, you know, we're... Well, we're all white and we're all straight guys and we're all well educated. <laughs> You've got of. long hair though, so That's true. This is a very slippery um, slope. We should we should jump off this bobsled before it careens into a cliff. Indeed, indeed. How's it going, Colby? Uh it's good. I'm in a new apartment. That's slick. You got a lot of fridge magnets. Look at that. Yeah, it's it's actually now funny story. It's actually the exact same number of fridge magnets I had before. <laughs> I think it's just so so much more in your face. You know, are you going to yeah, spell out well, like secret messages behind you? Maybe I I didn't think I was I was in a rush tonight, um, so I didn't think of that. But in the future, maybe I will. You have to keep an eye out. Uh, I'm trying to think of what else happened. So last week I was on the show. I, oh yeah, I was I was hunting those weird bugs. It turned out the bugs were silverfish. Oh, terrible. Uh, which I I had no idea. Um, I had never seen them in real life before, uh, and they I guess they weren't that gross. It was just weird to see like bugs that I was unfamiliar with craw- crawling up the wall in Rhode Island, and I didn't know that they were like. A problem bug that they like infest your house yeah when i was in houston a lot of the homeowners i knew it was like saying your house was infested with rats or termites or something i mean they were just as just as bad i was like oh my god you know you, you got to do all kinds of you know bug bombs and all kinds of crazy shit to get rid of them uh they're very mm. they're 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 you know they're not like a like a little spider or something i mean they're they're, they're serious business yeah. if you have an infestation well, they- they were pretty big. One of them was clearly was it. So I looked them up on Wikipedia after uh, one of them was a baby, which they aren't silver yet. They're kind of translucent. That was the first one I saw. And then there was like a whole a whole grown one. Oh, my God. It's weird. But apparently, well, at least according to Wikipedia, they uh, eat like glue and stuff. So so they get in like wallpaper and like eat the glue, the adhesive. Uh, which is weird, but I assume that's why they infest people's houses because they eat glue. Yeah, um, I had a colleague who um, who moved into a house in Houston, 
and they found them. And the very first thing he did was he had a, not like a super expensive fancy one, but he had an antique book collection. And they'll eat the glue right out of the books. That's one of the first things they'll destroy um, in a home. And so immediately he had to take in, and store his books elsewhere. Um, mm. there. Oh, that'd be such, that'd be so, that'd be a huge surprise. If you opened a book and <laughs> Just they're not bugs. like, yeah, they're not the creepiest bugs in the world. Like, uh, oh my God, two nights ago, first, first fucking house centipede in, in the new apartment. Oh boy. Uh, Welcoming you. Unfortunate. Yeah. I know it came out of the shower drain too. Cause it came out of the shower, uh, which Mm, makes me freak out a little time a little bit every time every time i go near the sh- it, well when when i go into the shower because like i don't think there there is anything worse than there there could be anything worse than like getting in the shower and then having one of those those little assholes like come out of the drain at you but i i feel like literally anything happening to you in a shower is worse than it happening anywhere else like, <laughs> like where are you more vulnerable than when you're I mean, in the shower. Like when you're on the toilet, I guess. Like or, I disagree. I think you're more mm. vulnerable. At least you have some clothes on when <laughs> so, you're on so a do toilet. You, do you think the scene in Jurassic Park where where the guy gets e- gets gets eaten by the by the giant dinosaur would have been more effective if he had been in the shower instead uh, of honestly, on the toilet? I think it would have been more effective if I had ever seen Jurassic Park, but have you you you've never seen Jurassic Park? No. No, I haven't. No, I, I haven't what? gotten around to it. It's so, you know, it's hard to find Colby. They don't, you know, it's kind of a lost, lost gem. No one's ever oh heard of God. it. You know, we're a cult classic. Jurassic Park was one of the movies that my parents recorded for us, um, like off illegally off of TV, as 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 one did in the nineties. Um, and my sister and I, I remember we were probably like a little too young to actually be watching it. And that was evident in the fact that we would get to the first part where the T-Rex came out and we would stop watching. And for years we had only seen the movie up to that part because we were never like not, we were never uh, not too scared to, to, to get through it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was brutal. Brutal stuff. The good old days. Yeah. Well, uh, I didn't open any of the links tonight. Oh, boy. It's it's not the strongest week for news. You know, the problem is we're kind of between... Once we hit September 1st, we're going to start rolling into that fall announcement pre-Christmas. A lot of phones, a lot of Apple, Microsoft, video games. It's, it's going to be... It's going to be... All the new video games are going to be released. It's We're going to have a lot more news moving into the fall. Um, it's kind of that quiet, back-to-school-ish yeah. sort, of, sort of time... Should we talk about internet acronyms instead? We can try. The problem is I got to see if I can find a list. So, so it just in some, um, acron- oh, I don't even know how to spell acronyms. Did, what was the one you mentioned before the show? SMH? SMH. I, so I see that, I see that on Twitter all the time. And okay. So anyway, let, I'll back up for a second here. So Colby and I were talking before the show and I brought up the fact that I feel old and out of date because it used to be like BRB and, you know, TTYL mm-hmm. and like, you know, the, the I know sort what of, all those mean. I work at OMG, you know, so I, I get it. <laughs> and, and I used to know all those. I used to be kind of up with it. But now I'm seeing ones online that I don't I don't know what they mean anymore. Like they're they're kind of new. Um, And so I thought it might be helpful to 
maybe go through and find out what the latest of internet slang is. So SMH, you have I did look it up. Do you have any guesses as what SMH stands for? And I see this one a lot. It might just Sound, be who I follow. Sounds mighty hard. Sounds like mighty when you're hard. talking about a difficult problem, SMH sounds mighty hard. That's pretty good. I, my first thought was um, so much hate. Oh, so that sounds that sounds like something that would come up a lot on Twitter more than more than sounds mighty hard. Uh, the actual answer is uh, shaking my head. Urban Dictionary says oh. it's used when someone finds something so stupid no words can do it justice. <laughs> Okay, I like that. I'm actually going to use that. It's pretty good. Um, see, I the ones I have trouble with and find I encounter most often are like the work-related ones where like in emails or like uh, in Slack, people use them talking about work things. Uh, and they are – I don't know what they are. Like there's one – I still, I always forget this one. It's like F – there's an F in W's like – F W I W W or something. Oh, for what it's worth. Oh, that's that's it. <laughs> is that is that what it, did I get it? Is it? Maybe it is. I think it might be. Actually. I know there's a common acronym for what it's for for what it's worth. Yeah. No, I think I think you're right about that. The other one I like is, uh, so people do. There's IMO, which is in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then people say I am H O in my humble opinion. Um, but I like I am H O because anyone who puts that before what they're about to say is not being humble at all. It's just like they, they, they like, I guess are aware that they're being a jerk possibly, um, and feel the need to add one character in the hopes that that will make them less of a jerk. But I don't think it ever does. I agree. Yeah. I have seen uh, YMMV. I've never seen that before. Your mileage may vary, (laughs) which which is kind of overkill, but okay. Okay. Yeah. Huh. I feel like there's one more that I that I never know when it comes up, but. Oh boy. Okay. Here's a CNN article: twenty-eight internet acronyms every parent should know. (laughs) Oh boy, this is going to be fair. Uh, all right, here we go. <laughs> oh boy, this is gonna be great. All right, I so so Colby, imagine you're a parent with a with a teen. Okay, uh-huh. this is what CNN thinks you need to know about the acronyms your teen. So if you see any of these, be aware. G N O C. Uh, good night. I don't know. <laughs> How about get naked on camera? Oh, <laughs> okay. How about, I mean, I guess. How about T-H-O-T? <laughs> that's hot. <laughs> Just H-O-T, uh, that, T-H-O-T, <laughs> that's hot. That's pretty good. That's, that's a legit guess. No, Colby, it's that hoe over there. <laughs> okay. Uh, Let's see here. How about... Uh, P-R-O-N. P-R-O-N. Yes, not like shrimp, not prawn. The other prawn. <laughs> P-R-O-N. Um, please read on... I don't know. 
Spoiler alert, it's a trick question. It's not an acronym. It's actually just a rescrambled porn. <laughs> oh, it's like it's like the uh what's a what's a, the word people do that with? Um te, like T E H instead of the Yep. Yeah, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go download some prawn. <laughs> Let's see. That's weird. Sean, did you did you get to have a conversation about, with your parents about what Netflix and chill was a euphemism for? <laughs> no, I had to explain. Yeah, I had to explain to my parents what Netflix yeah, and chill yeah. was. Yes. Yes, right. I did. Yes. I think everyone got to have that that conversation, yep. um, which is really, really magical. I think that's a that's a standout. Yep. No, I think sometimes when these words and phrases get into too popular of culture, <laughs> it's like, nah, the parents right. ruined it. And it's like, I guess it must have happened too fast or something where like they didn't. I don't know. I don't know. Just delightful, though. Well, I'll leave you with one more acronym off of CNN's list. I-W-S-N. Uh, oh, some, something is playing a video. Stop. Mm. Uh, I W S N. Uh, I watch sports news. <laughs> <laughs> That's a really good one. I like that one better. No, no, you're close though. You're so close. No, it's I want sex now. <laughs> oh, there you go. So right. if if you see your teens texting these things around, okay, there I you like, go. I... <laughs> I mean, I guess I. I'm watching I, sports. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, even if 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 that applied to me right now and I succeeded and and that resulted in me having a teen, it's going to be a while. So I feel like these might not be relevant. I, I can just imagine Colby like you on like Tinder or something, and and you're and you're messaging girl, and you're using these acronyms, but you don't be like, "What's you up to right now?" And it's I W S N, and they're like, "Whoa, this guy." It's like no, I'm just watching Sports Center. <laughs> wow, dirty mind. Oh dear. Uh, all right. That was that was quite an experience. This is what happens when Dan doesn't keep us on task. I know. Crazy uh, shit happens. I came up with a new acronym before the show because Sean and I didn't know that Dan wasn't coming. Mm. Uh, and I said that I didn't know that Dan was AFDP. And what I meant by that was away from Dome Panic. Which is where you, you really never want to be there. That's a that's a bad place. Don't go to the bad place. Nope. But alas, he did. And, and we, we will continue on in his absence, in his honor. And we do have some news. Uh, it's, it's not a completely empty week. It's a light week. But there's some fun stories in here, which I'm kind of excited about. Um, before we get to that, and Colby can look through a few of these while I tell people that we're live right now on Facebook at facebook.com slash don't panic show. We're live there Monday nights. Roughly yes. 10, 15, 10, 30-ish. Uh, but if you just go and like the page, it tells you, you know, we show up in your feed when we're live. Uh, and if you're watching live, of course, you can comment. We'll be watching the, the page all night. And, of course, you can call in the phone number, uh, 508-644-TECH. That's 508-644-8324. Now, Colby, where would you like to begin in this fantastic rundown of the news? All right. Uh... Uh, would you like me? Would you like me to jump in here, buddy? Yeah, yeah. Help me out. Okay. I, w I was like midway through my pick, and then I realized I hadn't really looked at the links. Wow! I, and I gave you all uh, that no. time. I gave you so oh, much no. lead. 
Um, all right, that's perfectly fine. I think I want to talk about the the what I would consider the weirdest story in the rundown, which is this Amazon food story. Okay, and it, it's really kind of mostly just a rumor, but it's bizarre. So Amazon, uh, we've talked about on the show previously, maybe launching a, a a meal service. But Colby, the problem with food is, I just got a HelloFresh box today. The problem with the food is you have to keep it cold or it spoils. Mm-hmm. Right, it's a it's a problem. Food has bacteria <laughs> on it. But what if I told you it was possible to make food that didn't go bad? What exactly? Like like like, like everything is just peanut butter or something? No, better. Amazon is looking to partner with a company using a technology first developed for the military to produce <laughs> tasty prepared meals that do not require refrigeration. It's a technology called. See if this sounds good. Microwave-assisted thermal sterilization. It was developed <laughs> by researchers at Washington State University and now is, is being brought to market by a startup called 915 Labs. The way it works is... Um, oh, shoot. I was looking at the wrong part of the article. <laughs> Have you seen the... Did you see? Did you watch the video with the pictures of this food? I know. It's disturbing. It looks like a microwave like quiche mm-hmm. like if you if that were a thing that exists which dear god i hope it's not but if there was like you went to the grocery store and bought a frozen pre-made quiche and then microwaved it i think that's what it would look and, like. and what's crazy is that meal started out as chicken parmesan so i, I think <laughs> I, I think they have a real pro- no that's not true uh, <laughs> no the way it works is that they take the food they seal it then they they boil it in highly pressured water, then bombard it with microwaves. And the way it works is it, they believe it can then sit on, on uh, for up to a year on the shelf without refrigeration. Now, this is a totally that chicken parmesan. You could put it in this thing and you would not have to refrigerate it for it. You could just sit there for a year, though, the regular meal. And they believe this technology will enable the meal to taste just as good as before you microwave-assisted thermal sterilized it. So did this, like, does this, like, this is applicable to any food, theoretically? Yes. Like, like I could take the leftover pizza in my fridge and, like, microwave thermal assist it, and, <laughs> and boom, it'll uh, last forever. Col- Colby, I am absolutely certain the machine to do this is not only bigger than your apartment, but probably oh. twice as large. Oh, so this is not something you'll be doing at home. In fact, they've never done it at scale. They've only ever tested the technology. Frankly, and this is true, the FDA has technically not approved it. So <laughs> that was my next. That was my next question. Like, it doesn't not go bad because the food is like irradiated, <laughs> so bacteria can't grow because it's it's radioactive. That that's what I think. That's, I mean, they, you know, they don't spell out the secret sauce of how it works, but basically, yeah, that's what it is. It's crazy. Yeah. So, so really Colby, the ultimate question here, if Amazon came out with Amazon prepared meals and they said, Colby, good news, we've got, we've got a chicken quesadilla and you can buy it (laughs) and we'll ship it to you with two day prime and a regular box and it just shows up and you can eat it now, you can eat it in a month or six months, whenever you get around to it. And you just put it in the in the in the oven or the microwave, you heat it up and you eat it. Would you would you do it? I mean, I would 
I would take the Amazon uh, microwaved food challenge, I think. I don't know if I would like buy it in bulk and plan to eat it for the duration, but um, I mean, I guess, you know, depending on how close we seem to like nuclear war or whatever, maybe that'd be a, that'd be a reasonable plan. It's hard to say. Uh, yeah, I would be up for that challenge. I would, I would try it once. Okay. And I will let you try it once. I have no interest in being anywhere near this. I think actually, uh, maybe, maybe my offer of my, my offer of trying it once is like pending FDA approval. (laughs) That's a very good disclaimer to have on your approval. Be like, as long as they know it's safe, then yeah, I'm happy to try it. Right. right, right. As long as they're reasonably certain it won't kill me reasonably certain like i don't want to eat it and die immediately like i would i'm i would be more willing to risk like long-term side effects <laughs> than i would what, immediate side effects what happened to colby he ate too many of those microwaved <laughs> meals he didn't make it his arm fell right off oh, no <laughs> um so who knows hey look amazon is supposedly exploring it who knows if anything will ever come of it but um i thought this was such a weird bizarre story that i'm like this seems like the kind of thing Amazon would totally do just because they could. So look look <laughs> yeah, look forward to that coming soon to a to a shelf near you. Cool. All right. What else do we have here? Uh I feel like if Dan were here, he would want to talk about SoundCloud. Dan likes SoundCloud, right? Dan does like SoundCloud, and I love SoundCloud. I, I we, oh, got, we got we got two shows hosted on SoundCloud. We're up for debate and game oh, nights are yeah. both hosted there. Thank I God. actually give. I'm like one of five people who actually give SoundCloud money. So really, I think they owe me something. Um, we talked about on the show previously. SoundCloud. Uh, it turns out when you don't have any money, it's hard to run a business. As SoundCloud has experienced good news because uh, this week they have announced a round of investment totaling. Uh, just shy of $170 million, the largest financing round in the history of the company. Along with that money, they've decided to kick to the curb their current CEO, uh, Alex uh, Leung, and bring in former Vimeo head, uh, Kerry Trainer, uh, with a new COO as well. Um, Trainer tells Billboard Magazine, which it, I cannot believe that's still a magazine, uh, that he will endeavor to pay greater attention to the creators, which include developing a robust creative toolkit for SoundCloud's unlimited service in hopes of attracting more musicians to pay for its upper tier subscription. Mm-hmm. Is that what, what you use for for the, the other podcasts? Yes. The problem is if you're uploading stuff like an hour in length, uh, SoundCloud gets really funky and we'd run mm. up against they have limits. I so see. um it's we not can't, we can't put don't don't panic on there or or no. you're saying you have that problem in general no i no, you could if you what well, i'm saying the free version you couldn't oh i see yeah so the the stuff the shows are just a little too large and then like rss they do a bunch of limiting stuff if you don't pay them which what hey they're business i'm not you know i'm not gonna fault them um right. it's just we actually get a lot of listens from within soundcloud too which is good so yeah. That's cool. Um, I've been mildly happy, but I will say I have been a paying SoundCloud user for two, three years, and the service has not changed one bit in that they have not added a feature, they mm. have not upgraded a tool, they ha- it has been a- exactly the same. What have they... I mean, I, I know they've been sort of in trouble for a while, right? But, like... 
they haven't done anything in well, years. The, like, well, but it was they've been doing. The the last big push they did was to launch a Pandora, Spotify, whatever type Apple Music type service where you pay them to listen to actual songs by famous artists, which unsurprisingly didn't work because there was a ton of competition. So um, they they really sort of began to shy away from the sort of casual audio creators like you or I um, right. to focus on right. big artists because they actually make money for them. So mm. and that really did not did not go well for them. Darn. Well, at least they they live to live to fight another day, I guess. I I mean, I I hope they I hope they succeed. I hope they do well, not just because you know we're we're on there, but also because you know, I do think there's value in having a place for you know in the same way YouTube is really valuable to us as a society as a place to put video. There there really mm-hmm. is no YouTube for audio. Uh, and Indeed. I I think SoundCloud has a really kind of is that but i think they have a good opportunity to sort of own the space again the problem is how do you how do you make money doing it took youtube a long time to figure that out right so i guess they could put ads on it in the classic well you know honestly i mean if you think about it if soundcloud had really gotten in on the ground floor of podcasting Mm -hmm. i mean they really could have cleaned house because really even today There's anchors taken off like crazy, but there's really no one go-to way of like, I want to do a podcast and I know nothing about RSS or hosting right. or any of this. Do it for me. Yeah, right. Well, yeah, it's a huge pain in the butt too as a person who has built multiple podcasts. <laughs> for the same podcast, uh, mind you. <laughs> for the same podcast, we just did it twice. Uh, especially, like it's not a hard thing like to do the RSS feed, but it's it's tedious like there's a bunch of different uh like formats and like there are special tags you have to put in just for itunes and like if you don't do the itunes ones you're really screwed because that's where like everybody like even the non-itunes podcast apps all like look to itunes to get the information so it's like everything gets weird um like I think you're right. Like they could have done it and they already have like the hard part, which is like the, the audio hosting infrastructure. And, it, like and that. the audio stuff is pretty good. All things considered, like it's not hard to upload stuff. It's not hard to embed stuff. The RSS mm. feed works pretty well. I've never had any major issues. The All they would have to do is build out the ability for me as a creator to build a front page yeah. to host the show. Right. And that's pretty much it. I mean, there's not really that much more. Maybe the ability to bring in, not video hosted there, but attach video. I mean, you could add in a few of these little side features, you know, but I yeah. don't I don't think they would have to do much, frankly. The problem is, again, how do you make money doing that? Right, right. You know, the, the vast majority of podcasts don't make money, so it's it's awfully difficult to, to try and extract some, some value out of that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I checked our, our Amazon referrals last month and, you know, we're not making any money off of this show, I can assure you. <laughs> so, uh, so um, the, the, I should probably ask you this after, but I'll ask you this right now. Uh, when I've been putting up the episodes, I haven't been like doing anything to the Amazon links that we put in for our picks and things. Should I, should I, I have been? I, autom- I do those. I take them oh. and update them in the sheet. So the ones in I the see. sheet. 
are automatically. All right. Yeah, I've gotten Good. in the habit of because I used to forget when I was when I was uploading them, I would forget too. Yeah. So now I just got in the habit, so you're okay. I mean, I could also make it so the website does that for us, but not we can, no. can talk about that later. We'll keep it simple. Uh, no, 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 not a problem. And and yes, everyone should go out and check out our picks and then click the link and then buy them, and then give us your you know thirty cents yeah. or whatever we would get. <laughs> right, and someday we might even be able have enough have enough thirty cents accrued to be able to withdraw that from from the Amazon. Yep, that's right. Someday we'll be we'll be rich off our referrals. Um, <laughs> I think we need frankly I just think we need a sponsor I think so too. and I think I think we'd be you know I mean Casper won't throw us some money Blue Apron <laughs> I mean these guys they sponsor fucking everybody I think one of us you know uh, I blame Dan actually because he's the most the one who most recently switched jobs but one of us should should just get a job at one of the companies that sponsors podcasts uh, you know like like yeah Blue Apron Casper Audible. Uh, yeah Warby Parker Oh, uh, I don't know. You know the ones that that you hear. Constantly. I've gotten in the habit of skipping the ads. That's really the problem. I'm terrible. Mm, yeah, they're not getting their message across. But I already own a Casper, so mm. I got suckered. I I bought it after listening to a podcast. So I Whoops. got I got the uh, the the Lisa one because that mm. was the sweet, sweet home. Yeah, how do you there. like that? Is that new? When did you get that? Well, I got it because my other my old bed was too big and also really old and crappy IKEA bed. Um, so I, I mean, I've had it for like a week now. I guess. Oh, and how's that going for you? It's fine. It's better than the air mattress I was sleeping on before. So, well, they say it takes like a a month plus to get used to. Was your old one foam or was it? It was foam. Yeah. Okay, so then it's not too bad. Yeah, it is different. Like it's not not the same, but I think I like it. I don't know. I don't have a bed frame right now, so it's just like a mattress on the floor. It's the I don't know. My life is in shambles. Uh, Buy Elisa. Use offer yeah. code. Don't panic. <laughs> um, uh, that's not a real offer code. Damn them. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's see. What else do we have here? So we've talked about SoundCloud. What's next? Mm leaked microsoft memo reveals high surface book return rates oh boy this is this is exactly kind of riveting news we like to cover here on the show no i don't this is interesting so this actually started uh much earlier in the week and kind of has progressed it started when consumer reports uh which if you're not familiar is the magazine that essentially just rates everything and just tells you how good stuff is it's kind of like the 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 print version of the wire cutter right um Mm. they came out and said we can no longer recommend the surface because they break a lot. They surveyed 9,000 owners and found roughly 25% of them had incurred issues by the end of the second year of ownership. They said, this means it can no longer be a recommended pick from us. Microsoft then came out and said, uh, hold the phone consumer reports. Yeah, we'll admit when it first came out, we had some issues, but as of late, they've been really good and we think you're wrong. And it's just a survey and people aren't accurate on surveys and that's baloney. Then, the other day, Paul Therott, who is a a fantastic Windows reporter, obtained an internal memo from Microsoft about the reliability of the Surface devices, uh, and admittedly, they were not spectacular. Um, uh, According to this, 
that return rates for the Surface Book hit 17% during launch and remained above 10% for six months. Surface Pro 4 reached 16% during launch, and Surface Pro 3 launched with an 11% return rate. Um, The Surface Book has suffered from consistently higher return rates than any other Surface products throughout the two years it has been on sale. Now, the numbers have gotten better as time gone on, but at launch, they really were pretty bad. Now, they credit those issues to um, software issues and driver issues. Apparently, Microsoft wrote a lot of custom drivers for Surface that they weren't using on other Windows machines, uh, Mm -hmm. and it caused a lot of blue screens and driver crashes and the display app, a docking app not working properly. Um, Issues working with the Skylake chipsets from Intel as well. Um, There's a great little anecdote here that, that it was reported that Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella met with Lenovo last year and quizzed them over how they were responding to Skylake problems. Um, Lenovo was confused. No one there was actually having any issues. It was only just Microsoft. <laughs> so, yeah, it's it's an issue. So, I don't know. Microsoft hmm. believes it has fixed these issues and that return rates have decreased over the past 12 months. Um, we'll see if Consumer Reports' next survey reflects that. But until then, Microsoft is going to have to deal with it. I see. And so, just to refresh my memory, the Surface Book is the one that, like, has a full, like, computer thing that is... But it's detachable. Right, right. Yes. But not the Surface... Surface Pro? Yep. The Pro is the one that has the the keyboard case thing. Yes, and then the new Surface Laptop, which is just a a laptop. It's just a laptop. It does not detach. (laughs) Oh. It's so obvious. It's hmm. you know. Is it a Surface anymore at that point? Uh, you know what? What truly is a Surface? I remember when Surface <laughs> I mean, were those it's, big it's... table computers back in the day. So oh, that that's true. That's true. I wonder if they ever any ended up selling any of those because because they came out with the Surface Hub, if you remember, which was like the giant eighty inch surfaces, and then they kept mm. delaying manufacturing them for like three years. I don't know if they ever actually came out. Um, not that I was going to buy one, but. <laughs> I think this is kind of a, I think this is kind of a bummer uh, of a story, mainly because as someone who uses Windows a lot, um, when Windows works well, it's pretty great, but when it mm. doesn't work well, it's the worst. And and I have that especially in in our in my office, we have terrible terrible problems with with all the Windows computers um, mm. that I'm convinced are are driver based. Yeah. The uh, what was I gonna say? I don't think that's a problem that's limited to Windows. Like when things don't work, when computers don't work well, it's terrible. My uh, I've noticed recently that one in three times that I get to work and plug my my MacBook into my monitors, there it just crashes. Like it freezes up, and I have to like hold down the power button and shut shut it off and turn it back on again. Mm-hmm. It's uh. It's really unfortunate. Yeah, drivers for displays especially are gnarly. Yeah, and the, the the thing that kills it, like I, not to derail this Microsoft conversation, make it an Apple conversation. The thing that kills me is I never ever had a problem with a display in the last, I don't know, four, five, six years because I've always been using the Apple monitor, and now I'm not anymore, and nothing works. Went outside the ecosystem. Well, I mean, they didn't really have a choice because they stopped making them. It's madness. 
in our office, our IT department has instructed us that whenever we un so we have these like special Dell docs that they you know, like, and then they got all the ports in the back. Mm-mm, whenever you, yeah. whenever you remove your computer from the dock and go to like connect it to a projector or use it elsewhere, before you go to put it back in the dock, you are to restart your computer. <laughs> because if you don't, bad things happen. Oh no! It's it's horrendous. The oh, Wi-Fi maybe. on my laptop just stops working for no reason. It's it's that's actually why I end up using my Mac most of the time. So. <laughs> It's very frustrating. Maybe that's maybe that's what I need to do. It's just just restart my computer when I get to work. Maybe that's what I'll do when I get home. I'll shut it down, and then like when I go to work in the morning, I'll turn it back on again. It'll be good. You shouldn't. Yeah, I think that would work. You know, and that's what kind of bums me out about this story is that you know I, I totally believe the computer sucked when they launched, but even according to these internal memos, I mean, it has gotten a lot better. So it's really just mm. a question of is it a bad reputation or or, or what's really the what's really the problem? Right, right. I mean, the the driver stuff seems plausible enough to me. If they had to write new things, I I've never done that because I'm not mm, particularly hardcore. But uh, it sounds hard. <laughs> yes, we will leave that to the professionals for sure. Indeed, not us. Uh, all right, let's see what else we've got. To, how are we doing on time? We've got time for one more story. We've got uh, Disney's apps spying on children. We've got Facebook TV, video games in the Olympics, Disney splitting up with Netflix, the new Swarm. Uh, what's what's grabbing you? Disney Netflix sounds sounds important. Well, it it could be if you're a fan of those things being together. Like two great tastes that taste great together. Disney and Netflix, the Reese's Peanut Butter Cup of streaming, has decided they are splitting up. Now, uh, Netflix and Disney agreed back in 2012 uh, on a big streaming deal, very expensive, to get um, a lot of Disney's programs on uh, and movies onto Netflix. Disney decided, you know what? We don't really need you. We're fucking Disney, uh, and we'll just do it ourselves. So screw off. So uh, they've terminated the agreement uh, between the company and that Disney will launch its own streaming service in 2019. Uh, now, Disney has gone ahead and become the majority owner in a company called BAM Tech. Now, this is a company most people haven't heard of, but you'd be surprised how much it impacts your life because BAM Tech, uh, they created uh, Major League Baseball's at-bat streaming service back in the day as part of Major League Baseball ever since. They now run the back end for NHL's streaming, for soccer's uh, streaming service. They, who else do they do? Is, are they the ones that do HBO stuff too? They I, do. I, yes. I was going to say, I thought MLB and HBO were, were run by the same company. Yep. PGA Golf, the, the WWE. Um, they've really turned into a giant in streaming. Uh, and Disney owned a chunk of them. They just put another billion dollars into the company to become a majority owner. A billion. 75% ownership in the company. And that's going to power this. Uh, Disney is also launching uh, sometime next year an ESPN uh, streaming service where you can pay for ESPN directly as well. Mm. So, Colby, I'll ask you this. Uh, Bad idea for Netflix? Bad idea for Disney? Great idea all around? See, I... What would be on a Disney's... I guess they have, like, TV... Like, kids' TV and stuff, too, right? Well... 
like the Disney Channel. Is that still a thing, or is that a, that a defunct? Well, no, it's definitely still a thing, and they produce like, a lot of content. Right. On the one hand, part of me thinks, well, like nobody's gonna pay for Disney streaming, but on the other hand, maybe I'm not gonna pay for Disney streaming, but like people with children. Maybe that's a better deal than like Netflix. Well, the question is when you say the the problem with media, especially older archival media, is the ownership rights are just a nightmare. And that's why these streaming services mm. don't have a lot of older stuff. It's it's so bad. If you're telling me the Disney streaming service owns every piece of what Disney owns, because you have to remember Disney isn't just you know things you assume with Disney, but it's Pixar, they own Pixar, they oh, own yeah. Lucasfilm, they oh. own Marvel, they mm. own a, a number of motion picture studios, Touchstone Pictures, Buena Vista, um, a, a, a lot of live action stuff that's been in the past that you don't associate with Disney, but they technically own it. Uh, it's it, it, They own a lot of content. Um, the question oh. is, can they get it all on the... Um, can they get it all streams. on their streaming service? You know, are the rights tied up somewhere else? Um, you know, here's here's a list of their highest, some of their highest grossing live action films Disney owns. Armageddon, Pearl Harbor, Lincoln, Pretty Woman, The Help, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, Good Morning Vietnam, Enemy of the State. I mean, they own just a, a ton of major movies. So if, if you can truly get me a service that gives me every single thing Disney owns, then we're talking. If you're giving yeah. me like, only new stuff like okay so the new marvel movies are there great and you know the the latest pixar things there okay but i think you have to have a pretty big library unless the price is really cheap i don't know yeah. i mean what's what's the ideal price for something like they're talking 399 12.99 right well i mean yeah, i mean how much even if they like they can't be making like Eight ninety nine. You know how much is Netflix now, right? Like eight ninety nine a subscriber, right? So, so Disney must be getting like some fraction of that. Like, I don't, I don't know how that that those deals work. Like, maybe they just get a lump sum of cash and they're like, all right. Um, but the, uh, you know, the even even if they price it at, at five bucks a month or something, like. They'd still, I, I, I'd imagine they'd be making more money than they were making off giving it, to, giving their stuff to Netflix and, uh, like reselling, because there's no middleman. Well, and and also their their content isn't competing with other content, right? So, th- there's right. value in them making sure their stuff gets seen, not just in terms of the cost of the media, but if someone's going on Netflix, they might see a Marvel thing or a Pixar thing. If they, if they own Disney service, they're, they're definitely seeing those movies. They're then buying the merchandise and going to the parks. And there's value in, in, you know, we just talking about Apple and their ecosystem. If you're Disney, you want people in the Disney ecosystem, um, mm. because you're going to extract more cash out of them than being one small part of Netflix's strategy. And let's be honest, Netflix's current strategy is not on acquiring other people's content. That is not their yeah. focus. They're yeah. never going to have their top banner advertising the new Disney thing. They're just not. Mm. It's going to be the new Netflix thing. That's true. That's true. You know, and I, if I remember correctly, and don't hold me to this, I believe the deal was $300 million for whatever they were getting for that. Yep. 
Is it a better investment for Netflix to be spending that $300 million on original content? Mm, maybe. I, I, I think there's an argument to be made there. Because yeah. I, I think if it's original exclusive to Netflix, there's value in it for Netflix and for their subscribers. If it's the latest Marvel movie, I've already seen it in theaters or I can stream it off of Amazon instant and pay a buck 99 to rent it. Or I, you know, there's lots of other places. If it's whatever the latest Netflix, thing, it's only on Netflix. That's true. I actually never considered that until just now that you can't watch Netflix content anyway, except Netflix. The future uh, is exclusive. As far, as far as we can tell ever. Right. And not like, even HBO, like that stuff gets syndicated out. I mean, maybe, maybe, I guess, like, how long has there been original Netflix content for it? Like, maybe they'll syndicate it out to other things later, but do they have any reason to? Maybe not. No, and that's, you know, we saw a, over the last two, three weeks, it maybe just seems like more of a tsunami than it really is, but we saw, um, who's the Walking Dead creator guy? Kirkman? Something like that? Uh, he announced he's leaving AMC and doing a deal with, with Amazon streaming. Uh, we saw today Shonda Rhimes, who created Grey's Anatomy and Scandal and big, basically made ABC, the six, you know, took them out of the gutter. She signed mm. an, a, a big deal with Netflix. We're seeing creators. We saw the Coen brothers is doing a big project with Netflix. The, these big creators want off of TV and they want on the streaming services. And as long as there's the money to pay them, then... I think I just think there's such a trajectory of growth on these services. They don't need Disney. They they it's it's sad. It's amazing to say that a couple of years ago, nobody. I remember when they did this deal back in 2012. Disney used to do their rights with Stars, the, the Stars movie channels, mm. um, and that's where you could watch a Disney. And Netflix came in and outbid them, and everyone was like, "Oh my God, Netflix is crazy! I can't believe they did this." And Stars, flew, and 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 you know, it's like, "Oh my God, now that Netflix has Disney, they're going to blow everyone out of the water." Now they don't even fucking need Disney; they're bigger yeah. than that. You know, it's I don't know. I, I think it's it's pretty interesting. Yeah, it is pretty crazy. Uh. A whole new thing. I still like. I don't. Th I don't think of Netflix as a content company, but they kind of are, in a way. Yeah. Uh, more so. I also. I haven't like really watched any new TV or TV at all recently because I don't have internet. Um, and I just like. I remember the last. The last time I went on Netflix, I was overwhelmed by the no, the number of new Netflix things. Like there was a point in time where I anxiously awaited whatever next new Netflix uh, uh, like series or whatever would come out. Now I just like there's too many. I, I can't. I can't keep up anymore. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Yeah, I agree. I just, I I, I just don't know how many more. So when I moved here i i priced it out i said i would love to go cord cutting streaming and mm. i priced it out to get what i was interested in seeing semi-equivalent to cable it would have cost me more to do it streaming because they would they would have buck 99 499 to me to death with a mm. hundred different services versus just paying the damn cable company and i just yeah. wonder when we hit critical mass at we just saw this past week uh, CISO, I don't know if you remember CISO. Yeah, they're gone now, right? They're gone. They went $3.99 a month for comedy from CISO. Um, not a huge audience, but the people who liked it really liked it. Um, yeah. And they just couldn't find an audience to sustain it. And I just wonder, I mean, I know Disney's different. 
obviously, but there's got to be a point where there's a critical mass with all of these individual, you know, talk about ESPN is another one where it's like, at what point is it just, is enough is enough and people are going to have to start picking and choosing between them. Really, Netflix had a monopoly for a long time because who else were you paying but Netflix? Okay, I can throw $10 a month down on Netflix. That's not a big deal. Now there's so much competition. Yeah, right, right. I think, well, I stopped paying for Hulu. I stopped my Hulu subscription because I stopped. Well, the things that I was watching on Hulu just were not, like, weren't on right now. I, I feel like I might pick it up again at some point. Is Rick and Morty going to come back? When when's it coming back? I don't uh, know. Whenever that's on Hulu again, I'll, pro- I'll probably watch that. Well, it's airing now. I don't know if it's up on Netflix next day or uh, Hulu next day. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think AdultSwim.com. You might be able to watch it. Oh well, maybe I'll just go watch it on the internet. Um, I know it's you know that's a, there's your there's your startup idea for this episode. If someone needs to make a service where it has all your subscriptions and like a little on-off toggle. And you just go in and it's like, all right, I'm done with Hulu for now. So I'm just going to toggle it off and they stop billing you. And then in like three months, you're like, oh, shit, that show just came back. You just toggle it back on. Or you just put in all the shows that you want to watch and it like subscribes you and unsubscribes you to Hulu, Netflix, whatever. As when your shows are available. Yeah, that's a good idea. Uh, Because they're going to bankrupt me. Um, I'm sure they would, whoever would shut that down real fast. <laughs> I'm honestly, it'd probably be easier to just pirate the shows than it would be to do that. That, that yeah, might be a little overkill. That's true. Um, that's true. but we'll look forward to that when that comes out. Uh, all right. Well, good. Well, gosh, that was a lot of great tech news that I'm glad we got through, but now we're going to move on to the time of the show we call Oh, you know what? Actually, before we do picks, I'm going to I'm gonna tease my own thing, which is our own thing, which is great, which is uh, if you like that little TV discussion, we covered that exact story on Coffee and Beer Radio on TV Thursday, uh, which is the Thursday segment we do all about television news and uh, things happening in the world of television. My pick has to do with this. Maybe I'll segue into that. Um, but we cover stories like that and the CISO uh, closure and the Disney Netflix breakup. We do it uh, Thursdays. <laughs> Actually, weirdly, weirdly enough, now that I'm thinking about it, the reason I knew that CISO was closing is because I listened to the Coffee and Beer TV Thursday. You learn things. Yeah. You, learn, you know, it's it's educational wow. content Holy uh, moly. that we provide. And you can get that every day, Monday through Friday at anchor.fm slash coffee and beer or wherever you get your podcast. Just search Coffee and Beer Radio. Uh, today, we did Movie Monday, where we talked about the box office from last weekend and update everyone on our movie league. Tomorrow is Tech Tuesday, where I'll recap some of the stuff we talked about tonight, but also news stories that may have... For some reason, Tuesday is always a busy day for tech news, which is ironic because mm. we do this on Monday, but I always have, there's always news stories we don't cover here uh, that you'll hear tomorrow, so you can check <laughs> that out there. And if you're interested in TV news, my pick uh, this week is Vulture, which is the sort of media news arm of New York Magazine. Uh, and it is a website dedicated to movies, TV, and music, and in the same way, I get most of the stories for this show from The Verge. They're like my default go-to, and then I go from there. Vulture is my default go-to for movies, TV, and music. They do really great stories. They aggregate from kind of every... You know how blogs do that, where they kind of steal from each other. They do a good job Mm -hmm. of aggravating... Not aggravating. (laughs) Aggravating. Aggravating everyone by aggregating... (laughs) um the shared news uh from all the different sites so um 
it's very comprehensive. Follow them on Twitter, and that's where I get most of my headlines and news from for that show. Well written. They got great people there. Um, the stories tend, they do a good mix of long form and really short stuff. Um, it's wonderful. Vulture.com is the website. Uh, if you're interested in news and learning more, I would say it's a good place to, it's a good place to start. Mm-hmm. Cool. Colby, what do you, what do you have the, uh, I've got, I've got some music. Is this, this the, is this the k dollar sign? Huh? Yeah. I think she took the dollar sign out of her name. She's it's broke. just an S now. Oh no. Yeah. We need to go fund uh, me. No, but, but Kesha, Kesha has a new album out. She's been in whatever like crazy like legal purgatory she's been in for for the last I don't know four years or something. It's been a while. Um, but she she has new music out and it's like it's pretty good and not not in the way that Kesha used to be good. It's like genuinely good music. Um, I I enjoyed Kesha before for different reasons. Uh, but yeah, if you're looking for something new to listen to, her new new album is called The Rainbow, and it is it is on Spotify uh, and on other things. It's interesting. She has some, I guess, uh, I don't know, I read something. Maybe it was like a review in the New York Times or something. But she, I guess, her mom was a somewhat famous either country singer or country like songwriter. So she did a bunch of collaborations with her mom. She That's has a, cool. a one of the songs is featuring like Dolly Parton, which is kind of random and cool um but yeah so i've enjoyed it so far so if you're looking looking for something to listen to cool yeah it's rainbow by uh by kesha it's uh, available for purchase i'm sure or on your streaming service of choice indeed check that out i i will try it um, I, 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 I can't do more <laughs> than that. You, I don't know if you'll like it. I, honestly, <laughs> it's a stretch, but you know, I'll, I'll, I'll give it a shot. That's. Oh my God. Uh, I know you don't like Roderick on the line, but they were, uh, <laughs> the, so, so I did something embarrassing while I was on vacation and I spent like a day and a half just listening to Roderick on the line, which, which was fun until I, I like lost my mind. Um, but (laughs) one of the episodes they were talking about, they got talking about karaoke and Roderick said that his karaoke song is Brandy. And I thought, I mean, I, I can't help but think of you when, when I, when someone mentions the song Brandy, because uh, I had never heard of it before before I met you, Sean. So literally everyone who knows me reasonably well, every time <laughs> they hear that song, they call me, they text me. <laughs> the next day, they tell me, "Sean Brandy was on the radio the other day." I thought of you. Be like, of all the songs on the planet for me to be permanently associated with, <laughs> it's "Brandy" by Looking Glass. Which, by the way, did, fun fact: Looking Glass hated that song. Did it doesn't they? sound like any of their other music. They're not like much more hardcore, but they're a little more hardcore than that. It's kind of like, a, what is it? Oh, the Cardigans with Love Fool. Remember that one? No. no. Uh, love <laughs> me, love me, say oh, that yeah, you love. Yeah. They're like, they're a hardcore like band and they made that song like as a joke or a parody <laughs> and it became really famous and they Damn. hated it. It's kind of the same thing with Brandy. So um, anyways, Brandy fun fact there for you. Cool. Well, I'll go check out Kesha. She's no looking glass, but she'll have to do. <laughs> Very cool. All right. Well, we've got to stick a pin in it because we're done. Colby, anything else for the folks at home? Mm, nope. 
uh, next week, I feel like Dan might be back. So that would be great. August. We've got how many? We got two more Mondays left in August. Summer is is coming to a close, but we're gonna we're gonna finish strong. Yes, sir. And there's there's rumors, and I I don't dare commit to anything that there might be some game nights being recorded this weekend. We'll see. We're gonna hope for the best. Um, <laughs> By the way, Sean, I'm going to Africa. <laughs> no, that's such a thing. That that would be that totally would be a thing. I, I'm yeah. just. Oh, Sean, I got invited to Antarctica for the weekend. Be like, that's not a thing. Stop that. I, I did. Uh, I did get my Dungeon Master's Guide and Monster Manual in the mail the other day. So all right. Uh, start, started some brainstorming for whatever comes after Shaker Heights. Very cool. Well, I know they have to. Have you used the app? I, they, what? They were, they just, I, it might still be in late stage beta. They were very close to, but there was now like an, like the D and D people did like an official five E, um, companion app. That's supposed to be very good. I just haven't gotten around to trying it. It, I might still be in beta. I don't cause they okay. did like three or four phases of the beta and then it was going to roll out, but I would look that up. It's like early reviews were like really positive. Cool. Um, I feel like Dungeons and Dragons in particular is something that would really benefit from a companion app. Uh, and not even like, not something that would benefit from being, being uh, like entirely encapsulated in an app. Like it wouldn't be more fun if it was just a computer game. I mean, there are games that are, that's already been done before. Um, but there's a lot of like bookkeeping that a computer could do way better than we do. Oh, uh, I'm excited for that. That's human beings. Yeah. I'm excited for that D and D book. You talked me into buying on Kickstarter. Oh yeah. That looks so cool. That's going to be slick. Mm-hmm. That'll be nice. But anyway, that's all we wrote for this episode. Be sure to go back next Monday. We do it live sometime between 10 and 11 p.m. East Coast time on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash don't panic show. We hope you join us there. If you can't, don't panic.io is our website. You can go there at any time and get the episode, the audio, the video, and of course the pics are all there on the nice website. And of course, subscribe the video at youtube.com slash don't panic show and the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. We're there, so just search don't panic. Uh, and lastly, contact us at don't panic show on Twitter or don't panic show at gmail.com. That is it. On behalf of Colby, and I'll just say, Dan, uh, this is Sean thanking you for joining us. Hopefully we'll see you next time for more tech news and good times here on Don't Panic. <laughs>